always call me whole folks. Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hey, did you uh, tune in during the first half of Feedback? My guest this morning, Jessica McBride. She's an investigative journalist, one of the few remaining in the state of Wisconsin with Wisconsin right now. If you were unable to tune in, go out to WSAU.com and it's already out there. I'm on track today on podcasting. So there are a number of topics we can discuss. Obviously, uh, Jessica and I spoke again about the state Supreme Court race. And I know you're going to say, I'm tired of hearing you talk about it, Meg. Too bad. I'm going to have to keep talking about it because it's so critical that we prevail, not only in February, but in April as well. So get ready. I'll be talking about it more. So I just see these headlines for today, and then I would like to have you join the conversation. 715-845-2155. Majority of Americans believe U.S. is weak. Oh, isn't that sad? So here's the... Here's the deal. Nearly two-thirds, 62% of respondents in a recent Marist poll indicated that that the United States was either not very strong or not strong at all, compared with just 36% of those who said it was strong or very strong. Okay, so I'm I'm not sad that people responded. Well, yeah, I'm sad that people responded that way because it's true. It's it's tragic. Look who's in the White House. The bumbling Joe Biden. Oh, it's just Anyway, independents held the most sour view. Well, and this is actually a let's hope. Let's hope that they don't turn, but they said 72% of independents say that they are concerned about the strength of the of the country. 72% compared to 69% of Republicans and 48% of Democrats. So, it's just, it's, it's sad because I want America to win and we're not winning under Joe Biden and the horrible so-called leadership of Democrats. Uh, Okay, here's another thing. Speaking of leadership, America say, Americans say top problem in country is government leadership. Yep, I would agree. Americans now say that a lack of leadership From Joe Biden and Congress is the country's biggest problem, outpacing inflation, the immigration crisis, and the state of the economy, according to a poll released. Poll, poll, poll. Everything's about a poll, but yeah, evidently it is. Despite Americans getting socked in the wallet, I'll say, I was at the grocery store. The uh, it's it's honestly, I used to, I used to like this girl liked to go shopping. Okay, so maybe not so much the grocery store, but although. It's kind of fun to look for good things to eat, like pickles, but they're even expensive. I mean, honestly, everything, and we all know the tragedy surrounding the good source of protein, the egg. It makes me so sad. But even beyond inflation and the immigration crisis and the state of the economy, the country's biggest problem, according to this poll, says it's lack of leadership. Well, you would just attribute all of these other problems to the lack of leadership. So, granted, I hope I hope that uh, people do not have short-term memory issues and they forget about how, about what Democrats and what specifically what Democrat policies have done to this country. Hey, here's a headline that no one will be shocked about. CNN reaches lowest ratings in nine years. Boo-hoo. I mean, who... Does anybody does anybody watch mainstream media anymore? You know, every once in a while, I was somewhere just recently, 
and they had, they well, it wasn't, gosh, where the heck was it? Isn't that sad that I cannot even remember? Where have I been that I, <laughs> that I would have seen a TV that wasn't in my home, that wasn't, didn't have Wheel of Fortune on, <laughs> that uh, had, whatever, some mainstream media. Oh, it was, it was actually, oh yeah, I was out to lunch with some friends last Friday sitting at a local restaurant and they had some TVs on and it was gross. Actually, I would say gross morning America, good morning America or something. I don't know. How was that on? It, it, it was at lunchtime that I was, but anyway, so, so CNN is, uh, let's see, what is their lowest rating in nine years? Okay. So, I mean, it just goes through the, the, uh, the number, the number of viewers in prime time and uh, who, who cares? Anyway, the, the bottom line or the headline is that they have the lowest rating in nine years. Not, not at all, seriously, not at all surprised by it. A couple more before I get to your calls. A uh, couple of pro-life related stories. Minnesota, this is oh, my home state. What has happened to you, Minnesota? What has happened to my fellow Minnesotans? Minnesota passes the most extreme abortion bill in the country. They call it the... Oh, of course they do. Protect Reproductive Options. And then acronym PRO, the PRO Act. There's nothing pro-life about it. That's for certain. So it passed in the Senate, 34 to 33. Imagine, imagine if they had just had maybe two more Republicans in the uh, state Senate in Minnesota, how things would be different. Republicans unsuccessfully tried to amend the bill 35 times. The bill states that, quote, every individual has a fundamental right to make autonomous decisions about the individual's own reproductive health, except for the unborn baby. That that baby is also an individual. That baby doesn't have the fundamental right to make decisions about that person's own reproduct reproductive health. Come on. Oh, Anyway, 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. First up this morning, good morning and welcome to Feedback. Hello, Megan. I have just uh, two general comments, one of them being that with these police brutality things that are going on over the last few years, I've noticed a common denominator in all of them, and that is the individual who has been uh, hurt or the, you know, or killed or whatever, he resisted arrest. Like this last one, they told him to get out of the vehicle and on his knees, and he didn't uh, comply. They pulled him out of the vehicle. He resisted arrest. Then he ran away. But even in the George Floyd or other instances, they always resisted arrest, and that's the common denominator. We, some friends of mine and I would talk that, you know, we are, we're prepared to comply with the police. If they tell us anything, we do it. And if they would have done that, almost, I would say every one of them would have been avoided as far as the end results. And that's one comment. The second one is, I just read lately that um, last year in 2022, there was 64 police officers that were killed in the line of duty. And, there, and one particular instance stuck out in my mind. Uh, I think it was in Philadelphia that uh, there was two police officers killed by a black man, which I just want to mention that because it's whenever a black man gets victimized, then it's community uproar. But when a, these two policemen or other those other 64 policemen were killed, 
There was no community uproar. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. That the, but they don't do that. This, when some, and that was an unfortunate event in Memphis, and I mean, terrible event. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, those are my two comments that I want to make, Why, the, especially the fact that the community doesn't get in an uproar when a police officer gets killed. Well, here's here, and great points, actually. Hey, what's your first name? Laverne. Laverne. So uh, this is what I'll say. N- the the first your first point about resisting arrest. So I don't know about you, but okay, I'll admit it. I've been pulled over for speeding. Yes, on the way to work in Wausau, and um, the first thing I did when I saw the red lights behind me, I quickly pulled over and got my license out and my insurance card out and was was uh, more than willing to hand those to the officer with a smile on my face <laughs> and and to comply and I agree I, I just it, it's it's and you know I don't know where what where this mentality okay I guess we can hypothesize where the mentality comes from where people don't think that they have to comply but I had a conversation just yesterday with uh, with someone that we were talking about, there's a certain segment of our population that has a problem with authority figures. And I don't know if they're a magnet for getting pulled over by the by law enforcement, but uh, it seems to me that maybe that's something that isn't that isn't, um, I guess, taught in either with within a family or even with in a school, in public school, to, to respect authority figures. And, I mean, that's just something that I, I guess, I would rather kill them with kindness and, no, you know, not, not stressing the kill part, but I would also, I think that, isn't there a saying about you win more flies with honey? <laughs> so I, th- that's, uh, that's at least my, my, uh, my response to the resisting arrest. The other thing you talked about with the police officers killed in the line of duty. Yeah, there is a double standard. And even when it comes to uh, uh, black uh, law enforcement officers, because in the case in uh, Georgia, those five law enforcement officers, which hasn't been talked about that much, they were all, they're all black that that were involved in this uh, beating and subsequent death of this, this, this guy that was, uh, that was pulled over. And, you know, to me, I think that if they're going to report on a black victim, they should also be very truthful and very thorough and consistent with reporting, which we're not going to get from the mainstream media, of course. Did I lose you, Laverne? No, no, oh. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> listening yeah well i mean that's i guess that's my point of view i kind of talked your ear off but so laverne thank you thank you so much for calling in i appreciate it very much i hope you have a great day you too thank you 715-845-2155 good morning welcome to feedback hey good morning meg i was just listening to your last caller this is tim outside of rhinelander i'm going to mostly agree with your last caller in the fact that uh in the statement that um that uh, a lot of these officer-involved injuries are based on people not complying. And it's not really so much people not complying, because I don't agree with always complying with the police, because police are people, too. They don't always pull people over or investigate with the right intentions. They mostly do, but they don't always. So I'm going to agree with him in saying 
that you sh- and, and you and saying that you respectfully comply to the point of where you know your rights. However, where I'm going to disagree with him is I'm going to just emphasize the difference between complying with police, with police, and fighting with the police. Mm-hmm. In, in most of these cases, people are kicking, running, beating, fighting with police. They're not just having a verbal exchange of, you know, how am I being pulled over? Why am I being pulled over? I don't think that's within my rights. I don't think you have probable cause to search my vehicle. I'd like you to bring a supervisor to the to the investigation or to the to the traffic stop to verify whether or not you have, you know, whether or not this is a legitimate request from you. Um, what what am I being charged with? What am I being investigated for? These types of things. That's that's a difference in complying with a police officer's orders because sometimes if you follow, I follow certain pages on Facebook that that kind of document um, a lot of um, officer-involved traffic stops and stuff, and they kind of rate both the uh, officer and the uh, suspect, if you will, and they kind of rate them based on constitutionality and law, and it, you learn a lot about being able to have a conversation with a police officer and find out whether or not they are within their rights of what they're requesting from you during a traffic stop or an investigation. And that's a big difference than fighting with them physically. And all of the people that we have seen injured or killed in a investigation or a traffic stop or something have physically has started a physical altercation with police. And of course, if you start a physical altercation with five cops, that's going to go bad. Now, nobody should lose their life over it. And what happened the other uh, last week was totally inexcusable by the cops. However, I will guarantee that if he would have had a verbal altercation with those cops and not started running and throwing kicks and fighting and spitting um, or reaching for guns like half of them do, um, that that his outcome would have been very different, and and that's just where I where I will kind of uh, leave it at my my comment on this. I think it would be an absolute horror to be a cop today, and I don't. It know would. How, it how it absolutely it. would. It, it absolutely would. And uh, uh, again, I believe that ninety ninety some odd percent of them are in it for the right reasons, and some of them probably have days where they they push their boundaries some of them have days when you know they judge people differently based on attitude um or or where they're working some of these some of these places where this stuff is happening are absolute jungles they are not you know uh wausau wisconsin where things are pretty tame some of these places are gang infested jungles with you know, I mean, can you imagine being a cop in Chicago where there's like 1,800 um, or no, it was what was it? 4,000 uh, murders uh, a year or uh, somewhere, you know, it, it's in the thousands of murders per year now in Chicago. Can you imagine being a police officer and trying to stop a car with, you know, four 20 year old suspects that all uh look shady, look like they're up to something. And I don't mean skin color. I mean, you know. Up to no good. Up to no good. A hood. Hoodlum. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we can, we can, we, we don't judge people, the book by the cover. 
but you know, certainly um, somebody in a suit and tie being pulled over on their way to the to the radio station looks differently than somebody that just uh, did a drive by shooting. Oh, don't um, don't fool yourself. I'm not wearing a suit or a tie in the radio station. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Of so, course I do. <laughs> it's just some of these cops really um, they they work in some of the most in in war zones. And, um, and, and, you know, they don't always make the right decisions, but I, I think honestly, um, knowing your rights and staying within your rights is what keeps, uh, things from escalating. Yeah. Imagine how demoralizing it must be to be, you know, to get up every morning and think, okay, well, I'm bound to have at least a couple of arguments today with, with someone who has a problem with an authority figure or, you know, that, that's, that's breaking the law or is up to no good and to face that day after day after day i can't even imagine i could i, I well, try to put myself in their shoes but ugh, i don't think I. and can. over the last couple of years everybody has been um subject to the riots and the looting on the streets where where it's all f the police mm-hmm. and um and you know all the all the the pigs in a blanket stuff mm-hmm. where the where the not not respect for authority in general, but respect for our officers um, has been really, really subject to public scrutiny. And it's almost, you know, the cool thing to do now is when you get pulled over is to push a cop mm-hmm. to see how far you can push them before something happens. And you know that that's what's happening. Yeah. A lot of these people in the hood or in, in the gang-infested areas, when they get pulled over... They're they're almost pushing these police officers to see how far something can go, and they're obviously not hoping to get killed in a situation. Some of them are probably hoping, though, that they have a lawsuit that they can get roughed up a little bit and get a lawsuit, um, you know, pinned on the cop. Yeah. And and that's I'm I'm sure of that. Yeah. Well, it's it's the peril of being in law enforcement. Well, hey Tim, thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate thanks, your thanks. points. Have a great day. I'm going to go to a break and I'll be back with final thoughts on WSAU feedback. Don't you just want to sing along to this? Thanks for joining me on WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Great calls. Thank you to Laverne and Tim for your points today and for reminding us again how difficult it is to be in law enforcement. And if you have an opportunity to thank someone in law enforcement for all that they do, they put their lives on the line for us, for strangers, every single day of the week. And here sometimes I feel sorry for myself for whatever reason. They have such a tough job and they ought to to uh, be given our respect and admiration. Hey, speaking of um, respect and admiration, uh, this is just hot off the press. Uh, Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty is representing military veterans who have are suing the Biden administration to protect their Second Amendment, our Second Amendment rights. This is a breaking story. I will have as a guest, more than likely, Dan Lennington, one of Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty's deputy counsels on the program uh, in an up- on an upcoming show. I will share with you, I am off tomorrow, but I will return on Thursday. So Chris Conley 
the great Chris Conley will be uh, guest hosting tomorrow. I'm going to wish you well on this very chilly day. Stay indoors. Have a great day. God bless. I'll talk with you again on Thursday. I understand.